Your song flows through my lips. Your words move through my head. Your thoughts stay on my mind. Live in me. Your song flows through my lips. Your words move through my head. Your thoughts stay on my mind. Live in me. You can have all of me. Have all of me. Have all of me. I'm yours. And I give you all 
for a few minutes from the subject seeing what others don't see seeing what others don't see when we are facing times of difficulty it pays great dividends to alter our perspective I'm always mindful of the first two verses of the 121st Psalm, which talks about the importance of developing 
a spiritual perspective. If we misread the passage, we'll miss what the psalmist is saying. In point of fact, the verses contain a declarative. I will lift up my eyes to the hills, which suggests that it was time for the writer to shift his visage away from the horizontal and toward the vertical. And all of us need to come to the place where we stop looking around and start looking up. And then following the declarative, the writer gives us a rhetorical interrogative. From where does my help come? This was the writer making a statement in the form of a question. There is no help for me on this plane of existence. All that I see on this plane is as pitiful and as pitiable as I am. So if I'm going to get help, it's got to come from someplace higher than where I dwell. And then thirdly, the writer gives us an exclamatory. My help comes from the Lord. I know that he is a powerful helper because he made the heavens and the earth. I know that he is a certain helper because he watches over me. And I know that he is a consistent helper because unlike folk, he doesn't get tired. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord. I don't know about you, but I need that kind of encouragement today because these are very troubling times. COVID-19 has exposed just how fragile and vulnerable we are. It has exposed just how unprepared we are to deal with things that we thought we had under our control. Our economy has been decimated. Our healthcare system has been overwhelmed. Our delivery system for everything from food to education to entertainment has been shorted out. We need encouragement. The horrible deaths of Arbery and Taylor and Floyd recently added names to the list that includes the likes of Sterling and Castile and Ghana, uh, but the most recent reminders that America is overflowing with opportunities for some, but severely shortchanges others on the basis of race and socioeconomic class. We need encouragement. No one is exempt from trouble and therefore all of us are in need of some encouragement. Elisha, one of the two men at the center of our text today, walked very close to God and yet in our text, Elisha is neck deep in trouble. His mentor, Elijah, walked 
so close to God that rather than die, he was transported to heaven on a chariot of fire. But when we review Elijah's story, we know that more than once he had to face down a great deal of trouble. It reminds us, my brothers and sisters, that our relationship with God does not exempt us from trouble. But what our relationship with God does do is that it reassures us that in the midst of trouble, in the time of trouble, God is our helper. When we are faced with trouble, we can be certain of where the trouble comes from. Satan is the cause. Often, the more we try to do right, the more difficult his opposition becomes. Satan is crafty. Satan attacks us according to our weaknesses. Sometimes he whispers into our ears and causes us to engage in self-destructive behavior. Sometimes he puts others on our trail to frustrate and infuriate us. Sometimes he challenges us with regard to our commitment to God and his will for our lives. He will bring trouble to you one way and he'll bring trouble to me another way. But you do know that when trouble comes, Satan is at the root of it all. But we must never give in to Satan. We must press on for the Lord, no matter how fierce Satan's attack may be. And when we do that, we will remember just what we heard sung a minute ago. And that is, the battle is not ours, but it is the Lord's. Let me tell you something. When you know that God is fighting your battle, it changes your perspective. When you know that God is fighting your battle, it helps you to see what others don't see. When they see problems, we see God moving to fix the things that trouble has broken. And because we have an enhanced spiritual vision, because we have a better perspective, because we're able to see what others don't see, it allows us to respond to trouble in ways that others might find foolish. There's a reason why the Hebrew boys didn't flinch when they were faced with the fiery furnace. They weren't crazy. They just saw something that Nebuchadnezzar didn't see. Nebuchadnezzar saw the furnace, but the Hebrew boys saw a companion in the furnace that was able to cool the flames. There's a reason why Daniel could sleep peacefully in a den of lions. He saw something that Darius didn't see. Darius saw the lions, but Daniel saw an angel from heaven sent to shut the lion's mouth. And in the same way, when, when we are beset by trouble, we need to look with a spiritual eye that allows us to see beyond the trouble and see God fixing the trouble. And when we can see what others can't see, then we know that God will give us the victory if we're willing to go through the fight. In this text today, trouble comes to God's prophet. And I want you to see this. Trouble came because he was doing the right thing. 
Aram was at war with Israel, but Aram's military strategy was being compromised because God was revealing the strategy to Elisha, who would then warn King Jehoram of Israel. More than once, Aram would develop a plan to trap Israel, only to have Israel slip out of harm's way by the power of God at work in Elisha. And when the Arameans discovered what was happening, they set out to kill Elisha. My brothers and sisters, hear me today. When you do right, expect trouble to come your way. Now, I know you're used to hearing, be careful of doing wrong because wrong will bring trouble your way. Can I tell you, you can do right and trouble will still come your way. Many of us don't want to believe that, but, but I'm here to tell you, you can stand for right and trouble will come your way anyhow. But if you're in a situation where trouble is burdening you, even after you've done what is right, don't you give up, don't you give in. Just raise your perspective and see God working through your trouble to overcome and defeat your trouble. Aram's king sent an army to Dothan where Elisha was staying. He, he intended to take Elisha's life. But while Elisha wasn't troubled by what he saw, his servant was filled with terror. When the servant looked out at the break of dawn, all he saw was trouble. He saw horses and chariots and soldiers surrounding the city. And he cried to Elisha, what shall we do? But even though Elisha saw what the servant saw, Elisha also saw something that the servant didn't see. And based on what Elisha saw, he says to the servant, don't you worry about a thing. They're more on our side than there are on their side. Oh, my brothers and sisters, when, when we survey our trouble with a spiritual eye, then we can know that no matter how a thing may appear, we are not alone. The one who is with us is greater than the one who is with our trouble. The psalmist understood that when he wrote, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When my enemies and my foes rise against me, they will stumble and fall. For in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle. Shall he hide me? It doesn't matter who the enemy is. It doesn't matter how many are in the enemy's number. It doesn't matter what weapons the enemy brings with him. If we are in Jesus, greater is he who's with us than the one who's with the enemy. Elisha reassured his servant that God had not 
forsaken him. And then he prayed to God to allow the servant to receive spiritual vision. He said, God, open his eyes and let him see. And all of a sudden, the servant saw horses and chariots of fire surrounding the Aramean army. And at the moment that God opened the spiritual eyes of Elisha's servant, he closed the physical eyes of the Aramean attackers. He struck them with blindness. Church, when you see with a spiritual eye, then, then you'll know that not only is God with us in our trouble, but you'll know that God is in charge of our trouble. The Arameans thought they were in charge, but when you let God fight your battles, he'll make your enemies your footstool. You remember what Joseph told his brothers after God delivered him from his trouble? He said, God took what you intended for evil and he turned it around and used it for good. That's the kind of God we serve. He's in charge, even in our trouble. Our trouble is God's opportunity to do something wonderful. So in these troubling times, we need to keep our heads up and we need to keep our hands in God's hand. And we can know that God will shield us from the enemy because he's in charge of our situation. Well, there's one final thing that I want you to see here. God showed that he was with Elisha, and God showed that he was in charge even in the midst of the trouble. But the final thing that God did, and it's a beautiful thing, he shaped their attitude in how to deal with their trouble. God showed that in the midst of trouble, he still merciful. God showed Elisha's servant the value of mercy over vengeance. I sure hope somebody's listening to me today. God struck the Arameans with blindness, and in their blind state, Elisha moved them from Dothan to Samaria, where they were surrounded by the army of Israel. And when King Jehoram saw his enemies blind and vulnerable, he wanted to kill them. But Elisha spoke up on behalf of God, and he said, No, King Jehoram, God didn't deliver these men to you so that you could kill them. He gave them to you so that you could save them. He gave them to you so that you could show them God's compassion, give them food to eat, and give them water to drink, and send them back to their king. And in the compassion, that Israel showed. God turned an enemy into a friend. The Bible says that because of God's mercy, the Arameans never raided Israel again. My brothers and sisters, as I close today, I am glad that God loves me too much to destroy me. I don't know about you, but, but I've been Aram. I've been an enemy to God. I've been troublesome to God. I've done things I should not have done, and I've said things I should not have said. I've been spiritually blind even when I thought I could see, and I know that in God's justice, he could have destroyed me. 
but God saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. God reached out to me with the very best that he had. He reached out to me with Jesus, his son. And Jesus found me in my blind state. And Jesus moved me. He moved me from hell to heaven. He moved me from damnation to deliverance. He moved me from despair to hope. Jesus came and changed me from an enemy to a friend. And now I can testify that he is the best thing that's ever happened to me. When trouble was killing me, Jesus came and saved me from my trouble. And now I know that I can make it in the midst of my trouble. He lets me see what others don't see. I see Jesus being bread in a starving land. I see Jesus being water in dry places. I see Jesus making rough places plain and crooked places straight. I see Jesus opening doors for me that men have closed against me. I see him building a hedge of protection around me to keep me safe from hurt, harm, and danger. I see what others don't see. And because he's lifted up my vision, because he's given me a new perspective, I know that I can make it through whatever comes my way through trouble and heartache and disappointment and despair and pain through plotting and planning and scheming through whatever comes my way it's all right because I see what others don't see I've lifted up mine eyes to the hills from where does my help come I can tell you this it doesn't come from the governor's mansion doesn't come from the mayor's office, doesn't come from the state legislature, doesn't come from the halls of Congress, it doesn't come from the Supreme Court, it sure don't come from the White House. My help comes from the Lord. And because I know where my help comes from, I know that if I just keep my hand in his hand, he will make everything all right. Eternal God. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself.